Okay, so um, so yesterday we were doing peace chaf. So we, the end of it, I didn't really explain. The, the truth is, the end of it also, like again, this is not the Iker point over here. So I'm not, you know, I don't have that much time to spend on it. But uh, but uh, I guess today is, you know, Yates chaf kislev. So it's not a bad time to to talk about, you know, deep in Yana. We should get used to it because that's what this whole safer is like. I don't, like I said, I'm not sure. But um, anyway, so what he was he, he was quoting a vart on the pasuk, right? So the pasuk says that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu. By um, you know, by the by the snap, by the burning bush, Hashem says to Moshe, "Mazebidach, what's in your hand?" So Moshe says, "Mata, a staff." So Hashem says, "Hashlechei orza, throw it to the ground." Vilanachash, and it turns into a snake. Vyanas, Moshe mipanav, Moshe runs away from it, <coughs> from the snake. And Hashem says, "No, achayz b'znav, I hold on to its tail, and it'll turn back into a mata." No, that's the that's the story. And it's, it's one of those Peladikah things, like, you know, the, the whole conversation is a Peladim. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu says that the Jewish people need a sign. Okay, so for Hashem, so for that reason, we need to do a, a miracle. So this is the miracle that Hashem chooses to do. And even when and power, you know, and he goes to, he does it with power, and then power is not impressed by it, right? Because he says, like, God, everyone does that, you know. And so, okay, because I'll say that the Mata of Moshe swallowed up, uh, the Pazik says, but because I'll interpret even after it was a Mata, it's, it swallowed up the other staffs. So what's going on over here? So... So again, every pasuk can be seen as Hashem. So he was quoting that this conversation is is a, it's a mahalach and Hashem that Hashem says to the Jew, to, to Moshe, to the Jew, what 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 what's your inning in this world? What's your kaiches? Like what's your um, you know what's your jurisdiction? You know whether you have parnasa is not really bani is not really your jurisdiction. So what's What's within your power? What's within your hands hands reach? So the response of a Jew is, Mata, Bechira. In other words, you're right. Bani Chaim is not within my reach. But Yerushalayim is. I, I have the ability to, in terms of Bechira and Avodah Hashem, that's, that's my responsibility. And so what happens is, <coughs> so Hashem says to the Maisha, that Mazi Vedech and so on, what's in your hand? So he says, Mata. So Hashem says, throw it to the ground. And so he said, what, it mean, what that means is, Hashem means throw all physicality to the ground. Remove it, separate yourself from Gashmias. That's, that's how you should use your Bechir Shkaich. That's how you use your Bechir to move away from Artsias, Hashlechei Artsa. And so that's what happens. And he throws it to the ground, and, and in other words, he, he removes himself from Artsias. Why? Because the whole thing is a snake, the whole thing is Tom as a Kalipa. And so then Hashem says, okay, now that you've done that though, and now you've separated yourself, so now you have some equilibrium and some presence of mind. Hold on to its tail. Hold on to its tail means don't completely separate from Gashmias. Understand that maybe initially you thought of it all as a Nachash, but you should know that no, there's this Nava, there's a tail to it. And this Znav, this tail, means that there's there's a Chatsi Taiv, there's, there's, there's good, and there's Kedusha, and there's a Lakus that can be found in Artsias. And so physicality is Chatsi Taiv, Chatsi Ra. So the Chatsi Ra part of it you reject, the Chatsi Taiv part of it. You hold on to, and you embrace, and you elevate, and you uh, uh, incorporate into your life, and that, and of course, it's true that you needed that first moment of complete separation. was Why is the words navai? Right, that was the end of it. Why the words navai is a? Why does that represent all the potential holiness and kedusha contained in physical life? So that's what he says in the end of, of Pischaf. Um, Right, hold on to its tail. 
The chelak atoyv shavai that refers to the positive element of physical life. Why? Zayin pam bein nitzaitzin meimalchin kadamayim. The words navai is a combination of of the following: Zayin nun beis boy. That in physical life you should know until now you thought it was terrible. There's a lot of good in it. There are seven times the name ban, the name ben ban. 52. Seven times 52 is contained in Gashmias. From the original kings. What is he talking about? So, very quickly, the Kitzer. Um, and maybe tomorrow, maybe I mean, today, maybe I'll talk, just mention this portion what the words are talking about today. And then maybe tomorrow, if you have time, we'll explain like what this means a little bit more. We'll see. But anyway, so the concept is as follows. Unless it's Parsha, you have the seven, the, the kings of Asaph, right? The, the, the one through eight kings. The kings of Esav, Yimlech, Lefnei Melech, Melech Bnei Yisrael, before the Jewish people had kings. You know, Yimlech, Yomas, Yimlech, Yomas, Yimlech, Yomas. This king ruled, he died. This king ruled, he died. This king ruled, he died. What's interesting is there's eight altogether. The first seven, um, you're looking at the end of Parshas of Yishlach, the first seven, it describes each one in the following way. Yimlech, he ruled, Yomas, and he died. The final king is Hadad ben Bedad. Hadad ben Bedad, that was the name of the, of the eighth king, Vishem Imai, and it says that his wife's name is Mehetavel, that was his wife's name. And that's all it says, it ends like that. So there's two differences. The final king, it says first of all his wife's name, it doesn't say the wife of the previous kings. And second of all, it doesn't say he died. Well, obviously he died, but it doesn't say he died. So it's one thing if, not, if it never says any of the kings died. But once you're saying that each king died, why not say the last one also, he did die. <clears throat> so I mentioned this uh, you know, in one of the shirim last week, is that according to the Rizal, that story of those seven and then the eighth king is the story of sort of the, the development and the emergence of phys- physica- physicality and klipa and the sitra achra. We, we know everything Everything comes from Hashem's name, right? Hashem Yisbarach created the world through Tyra. Tyra itself is Hashem's name. So ultimately everything comes from Hashem's name. So what is the root? What, what aspect of Hashem's name? And all of Hashem's names comes from Yudke Vavke. That's the essential name. So that means that really Yudke Vavke itself is the root of everything. Everything that's good. And even Chas Hashem, everything that's not, that doesn't seem so good. Even, in other words, even the seven kings of Esav, which is a root. Seven is always a number that means like a, a system. The whole world is created in seven days, right? So those seven kings of Esav that rule and die, rule and die, rule and die, means everything that's wrong with the world. Everything that's wrong, wrong everything that Maisha Rabbeinu is throwing to the ground, right? And so, and ultimately has to come from, not just Hashem's name, from Yudke Vavke. So what aspect of Yudke Vavke gives, gives rise and, and comes, and you know, sort of gives birth, so to speak, to all the kings of Esav. Everything that's wrong with the world, Gashmias, that uh, brings a person down. So I've mentioned this many times, the name Yudke Vavke, if you spell it in full, the Miloy, right? Yud, Vav, Dalad, Yud, you spell it in full. There's all different ways to do that. Because, again, Vav, Vav and He can be spelled multiple ways. So one of the ways to spell Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke is what's called Bemilu, Heyin. That basically, basically Yud, yud is Yud, Vav, Dalad. Okay? That's, there's only one way to spell Yud. is Yud, Vav, Dalad, Yud. He would then be spelled He, He. Vav would be Vav, Vav, Vav. And the final He is He, He. The gematria of that is 52. Ban. So in the Kabbal Sombra, that results taught that the root of all the seven kings of Esav, right? V'yimlech v'yom is that rule and die, rule and die, rule and die, everything, all of Gashmias that's, that's broken, that's damaged, 
is rooted in seven times the name Ban. Seven times the name Ban. And that's what he's, he's talking about over here. Achayiz biznavai. And so, we're going to see in a second, is that Bechilak HaTavishabai, Zayin Pam Bain, that the root of all this world are the seven times of the name Ben, the seven times the name Ban. That's, that's the kings of Esav, Mimalchen Kadamoyin, from the early from the early kings. Now here's the amazing thing though. The final king of Esav, as I said, Hadad Ben Badad, it says his wife's name, and it doesn't say he died. Because that king represents the possibility of Tikkun, the possibility of fixing all the previous seven kings. And this is where we find in the Kabbalah from the following idea. I'm sure you've all heard of the term, you've heard the term like Nitzaytzei Kedusha, sparks of Kedusha. What does that mean? So I'm going to explain what that means, but at least where it's coming from is that the Rizal taught that contained within all those seven names of, of, of Yudke Vavkin, the way of Ben, the way of 52, which is the root of all of all the of Yimlech V'yamas, right? All the, all the, you know, everything that's broken, everything that's that's dead, everything that brings a person to death, it's a everything that's that's Ace of Dick that we're running away from. So there are sparks of Kedusha in all of that. And that means that even behind the scenes, there's a Chatzitayv, there's, there's elements of good, there's elements of good. And here's the amazing thing. There is a taught, so how many sparks of Kedusha are contained in the seven kings of Esav? So he said as follows, he said, if you, again, the seven kings of Esav, they, when they're being represented in an unhealthy way, in a way of death, in a way of, of difficulty, so the way the the, the you know it's then it's then it's represented as seven different names of Yud Kevavke, seven different fifty twos, because separation is always unhealthy and always unholy. But if you want to define the side of kedusha within them or the tikkun, like a husband and wife with this tikkun, then you have to see them all as one big name of Yud Kevavke. Now Yud Kevavke has four letters. Now the the deepest level of of, of Yudke Vavke when you, when you fill it out. So again, like I said, there's many different ways to fill it out. The lowest level is when it equals Vigratia 52. That's the seven kings of Esav. The highest level is when it equals Vigratia 72. Ayin base. So the Rizal said that the amount of sparks of Kedusha that are contained in this world are 72 times 4. Because each letter of Yudke Vavke is itself can be seen as a full system of Yudke Vavke, and the highest level of Yudke Vavke is 72. So it's 72 times 4, which equals 200, Rapach, 288. 288. What's the significance of that number, 288? So the significance of that number is, it says in Pasuk, mm-hmm. Terrible, the world is terrible, it's a place of death. But the Spirit of God, which is Ruch Hashem Mashiach, Rashi says, is hovering over the waters. The word Misrapechas, the Rizal taught, is a combination of two words, Meis, Rapach. Meis, Rapach, which means it's dead, everything looks dead. Toyu Avoy, Chayshech, but you should know, Rapach. There's 288 sparks of Kedusha contained in there. And that's the Avoyda, by, by the Mekubalim, this is the Avoyda. Whenever, you know, anything that a person does, the Kavana is always to. You, obviously, anything you're doing is engaged in something physical. So you're automatically engaging with those first seven kings of Esav that are dead. And those are the seven then, seven times 52. But the truth is, says Rabbanu Shalom Tomei Hold on to the seven times 52. You know why? 
because there's, there's Rapach, there's 288 in Tzutzah Kedusha in there. There's really, behind the scenes, four times the name Yudkevavke in the Gematria of 72. And that's the highest name of Hashem. The word, the 72 is also the Gematria Chesed. So, Oilam Chesed, the Rabbanu Shalom created the world. The world is, is, is alive from Chesed. So what initially looks like a world of death, the seven kings of Esau, the truth is, behind the scenes, behind the scenes it's Chesed, behind the scenes it's alive. Meis Rapach. Meis Rapach. And that's the spirit of Mashiach. And so the way the Mkobalim, that's on, high, on a high level, they're conscious of this, but every single one of us is what we do. We engage in something physical, and initially it seems like, you know, not much there, but the Rabbanu Shalom gave us Torah Mitzvahs, which is what? Which is to be Mal and Kedusha. What does it mean to raise the sparks of Kedusha? It means to find the Elikus, to find the, the, the level of divinity and the potential good contained in that experience. What that means, you know, in a more, you know, in Kabbalah shyness is what? Is to see a system which is just seven times the word Ben, seven kings of Esav that reign and die, but to, but to unify them, not just to unify them and then into one Yudke Vavke, but to realize that even every single letter of that Yudke Vavke is the highest Madrig of Yudke Vavke of 72, which is 288. I guess tomorrow maybe, it's already, it's already uh, late right now, so tomorrow maybe I'll tell you a little bit of like, you know, and another's by the Mkubalim, Rapach the, Nitzut, these 288 Nitzut that's everything good in the world. And once all those sparks are raised up, that's Gula Shleima, that's Ruch Hashel Mashiach, Ruch Hashel so the question is like how many Tzitzit are left already 288 is not such a huge number you're talking about all of world history to be able to pick up those Tzitzit uh, so I guess uh, cliffhanger so we'll find out tomorrow how many sparks of Kedusha are left uh, for us to pick up okay.